Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your favorite two-man power trip and the living legend go on a ratings war between WCW and WWF. On this week's episode, we are coming off WWF Backlash. And we're two weeks away from WCW Slambury. So we got a lot of storylines starting, ending, and just plain ass mental tonight. So let's get into it. Let me first introduce you to your favorite two-man power trip and that living legend. First, you know this man is one thing and one thing only, and he always has to pose first. But he's a good brother. That human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Hi, y'all. <laughs> y'all looking forward to some wrestling? Woo! I am. All right. Uh, let's not forget that no celebrity legend, Mike Booble. What's happening, Marks? <laughs> and I am your host, <laughs> Joseph Russell. Let's get into uh, WWE Monday Night Show for April 26, 1999. We start off in Fargo, North Dakota. And let's start off with a in memory of Rick Rude. I was say, we actually got the graphic. We got the graphic, and I honestly thought they spelled it wrong. That's his real name. Yeah. I double-checked when it's his real name. Richard Rude. So which, which, so which, uh, which channel, which program, which company, which owner, um, had more class in this particular death? Not Vince, I'm going to say. Not Vince, because I was on, uh, Sunday Night Heat. You know, that ratings juggernaut, Sunday Night Heat. That's right. <laughs> Uh, we're going to recap from last week's Nitro. Piper telling Flair that he's unfit to be president. Flair trying to fire Piper and setting up a match with him at Slambury. But still fired. But still fired. Flair going to the mental hospital. Goldberg and DDP's match. Nash making the save. Making one and make out. But let's cut to the Central Florida Mental Hospital a week later. As Flair is disrupting the ward. He thinks he's at a high-end hotel. The nurse say that there won't be any nitro to put Flair in his place, but Flair comes out still in his un- his underwear from last week, the Florida Gators, <laughs> and his robe. Uh, then we go backstage with J.J. Dillon and Charles Robinson. As guys, Charles Robinson is now the vice president of WCW. Oh fuck! The referee is president. Uh, Charles is unsure. But J.J. is like, man, I got the paperwork. I've checked it twice. You're good to go. Charles, you're in charge. Now hit the music. Terrible. No? Okay. Terrible. I'll be here all week. Well, we get the Nitro Girls. They're back. Man, they're back. And that's it. There it is. That's it. I think one time. One segment. I didn't want them back. Well, (laughs) don't worry about that. Uh, Commentary tonight (laughs) is... Tony Schiavone and mm-hmm. Mike Tanay. Uh, Thunder Mike. Uh, Bobby is sick. It was just, Corey, do you know if this is kind of legit? It's or? legit. It's legit. Okay. Was... Also, tonight we were being a training video from Gorgeous George. Well, I mean, if she's in a video, I'm watching. So. so let's start the show off right. Puppies. With a Roddy Piper promo. He comes out and he says, guess what? He's in charge tonight. Flair's I... not here. Thought Char- okay. I thought he was fired. And I thought Charles in charge. But Charles is in charge. And Ryan Piper's fired. Piper's fired. Yep. 
but he's here saying he's in charge. Flair's not here, but Vice President Charles Robinson's in charge. Anything, oh. anything he says is higher than a... I thought Arne Anderson was Vice President. Now it's a little niche. Little niches. Arne is a Vice President of the Horsemen. Uh, Piper's in charge, and he says, guess what? Macho Man and... Uh, he says, uh, Macho Man and Gorgeous George have been having a tough time since they've been back with WCW. So guess what? Macho Man is reinstated. What's the point of the match at Slamboree now be- between Lil Nate, Charles Robinson, and Gorgeous George? And the stipulation was, mm-hmm. if Gorgeous George wins, Macho Man's reinstated. You don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, Macho then makes a match tonight since, hey, uh, um, Piper makes a match tonight with Macho Man since he's back and reinstated. Uh, he gets a U.S. title match against Scott Steiner tonight. Piper brings up DDP and he wants the, he, hey, guys, you, you want DDP to fight tonight? Who do you want? Who should he face? What the fans want? DDP comes out. Piper tries to talk up DDP. Um... Oh, look at this man. This guy came from nothing. He's a piece of coal than that. Who now that's a diamond crap like that. Uh, uh, and uh, Piper tells DDP that he should give a, a title shot to Sting tonight because, hey, Sting's here. Uh, DDP defends, uh, I said DDP defends the title more than the TV, uh, the heavyweight title more than that TV title lately. Um, DDP begins the uh, talk, but the crowd boos him. So, hey, him being a heel is somewhat getting over. Uh, Paige says that he would love to put the title on the line tonight, but he says he can't. He won't. Uh, Piper tells DDP that he will be defending the p- title tonight and tells Paige that, hey, you have 45 minutes at the top of the hour. You're defending that title against Sting. Weird. Weird. What happens at the top of the hour? Nine o'clock. Huh? Who would have thunk it? But we all came here for this first match as it's second in command, Brian Adams of the Black and White. Hey. Versus Conan. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, we get a Nitro special here, as I'm calling it. Uh, Conan uh, is about to put Adams in the Tequila Sunrise and the Black and White come down and beat him up. Uh, uh, I, 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 For me, I like the continuation of, hey... NWO versus Conan instead of like normal WCW stuff of, hey, you beat him up last week. Oh, that's the last thing. Uh, there was a lot of standing around b- between both guys. They moved slow. If yeah. that's not sh- surprising. No. Uh, then we get a montage of Sting, uh, just him standing in the ring. Not even doing moves, just standing in the ring. Uh, that is a move. <laughs> You guys might can help me out here. Commentary brings up that Raven and Saturn were supposed to take on, I think, Ray and Kidman? Or somebody, because but the horsemen took out Saturn and Kidman. They've both been sent to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Was that? Do you know what the match was? That's what it was supposed to be. Oh, okay. So, Raven and uh, Saturn were supposed to have the next match, but since they've been taken out, Raven still comes out by himself. And he's facing the Armstrong brothers in a handicap match. <laughs> That's right. Scott and Steve Armstrong. They're back? They never left. They're on Saturday night. And better 
than ever. No. Well, one 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 of my favorite things is Raven's entrance. Tanae tries to pub uh, Thunder, <laughs> and yep. Tony loses it. The hell are you doing? <laughs> We're on TNT, not that crappy TBS. Don't be pubbing your crap on my show. That was awesome. Um, Raven, Thunder Tony made a brief appearance. Yeah. Uh, Raven makes Thunder Tanae. Thunder Tanae, yeah. Uh, Raven makes the Armstrong brothers hit each other, and then they start having an argument. And that's when I thought, okay, I know where we're going with this. Plot twist. Uh, Raven drops uh, toehold, uh, drop toehold, both of them onto a chair. Raven hits Scott with the even flow, but Steve hits Raven with the chair. And then Scott covers him for the win. So overall, basically, Raven squ- squashes both men. And then the Armstrongs have a moment or two in this match. But Raven reverses each of those moves. But then they beat Raven somewhat clean. I mean, handicap? I'm fine with it. I'm of the belief that no matter, and maybe you guys can tell me I'm out of my fucking mind, but if we're looking at things realistically, I don't care how big of a star the solo guy is, if it's a handicap match against a regular tag team, that tag team should win every fucking time. Well, it's Ming. They should win. I mean, I guess, I mean, if it's Goldberg, maybe, but you know what I mean? Like, that shouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. A good yeah, tag right. team should I be think, a one dude. I was, I think I was just swerved. Yeah. By the fact of seeing these guys on uh, TV once every blue moon facing Raven, who's been on TV almost every week, and then they beat him, I was kind of taken off for like, whoa, what, what just happened? But... Let's talk about this, what's happening now, as Charles Robinson, the vice president, is talking to Ric Flair on the phone, as Flair is yelling at him because he doesn't understand why uh, uh, Charles is letting Piper run around being in charge. Flair wants Piper in jail. Flair is yelling at all the other mental asylum uh, uh, inmates to stay away from the buff nurse. Was there a triple A? Like, there was a... Triple A little dude. Triple A. Okay. Come on, triple A. There was a... A, a patient there that he called Triple A. He's like, you're my right-hand man, Triple A. Yep. I thought that was pretty funny. I liked this shit. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Like, I was like, all right. Uh, we're going to recap from last week. Uh, it's the same promo that we started the show off with. And then we go to the ring with me and Gene because it's that time of the week where we have to interview Charles Robinson. We are in the shank of the evening. <laughs> Uh, Charles calls, uh, Gene calls Charles little nature boy. Charles says that he's in charge, not Piper. And the fans want, will get the match tonight between DDP and Sting. Piper instantly comes out to the ring. Hey, we have two Piper sightings before the second hour. Oh, lucky us. Uh, Robinson's yelling for security. Piper makes fun of Charles Robinson, tells him that he's on charge. Charles says, uh, he has something for, uh, from Mr. Flair. And Charles slaps Piper. Security comes out and takes Piper out. Charles then says, Piper, you're fired. But you still have a match at Slamber with Flair. But you're fired. Get him out of here. <laughs> Woo. Uh, I loved this part with Charles Robinson acting, all his mannerisms of Flair. Like when Piper would be like, no, I'm in charge of Flair. Uh, Piper, he would act like Flair. I'm like, whoa. Like the jump back kind of head I motion. Thought he was good. So I'm going to... Pull the curtain back just a little bit here. I had no idea any of this shit happened. Yeah? None whatsoever. 
So when they had that old school Raw and he dressed up as Flair, I was like, oh, that's funny. He looks like that. I, did, I had no idea there was a backstory to it. Oh, yeah. I had no fucking idea. So it makes me appreciate this more, honestly. Woo. I that, that That's the one thing he didn't do. He didn't woo. Uh, but I just love the fact that the, the way he act, Robinson acted, it just... For, the way Flair does it somehow got passed to him. Like the body of Flair went in, the soul of Flair went to him. He's like, all right, I'm Flair. Well, all the right. whole, the whole, I can't find it. I'll find it there. The whole um, story of him being just the biggest Flair mark in the world, it's a shoot. Yeah. But he is. Uh, so I'm sure he had, I'm sure he'd spent years. Well, oh, I don't think, saying, I think yeah. Conrad's a bigger one, but. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, he collected his daughter. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> one of the best things of Flair. No. Uh, Robinson, you can you can tell he's now power hungry, like instantly over it. So let's move on to our next match, and it's for the world championship of WCW as it's Sting versus DDP. Uh, Sting attempts to put in the Scorpion Deathlock, and the crowd pops for this, but Paige is able to get out of the ring. They fight to the stage. Tony. I uh, love the fact that Mickey J is giving leeway for this match. They can fight. Uh, Sting throwing a DDP into the barrier, calling him white trash. I like the part DDP is getting up, like the crowd's young white trash, and he's like, like, but like DP, like, but I'm the heavyweight champion. Uh, we we got a Nitro special here, another one. Sting hits a Tombstone pile driver. Sting then hits the Scorpion Deathlock as as he reverses the. Diamond Cutter hits the death death drop. One, two, three. You're new WCW Heavyweight Champion, Sting. This so, match went 20 minutes. So, quick question. Yeah. Did either one of you know this title change ever happened? Nope. Nope. I, uh... So, what was the pop like when you were watching this? Uh... So, unfortunately, I'm a little jaded, so I was like... That's not the end of that story tonight. Nope, nope, nope. Way too early uh-huh. in the show. Yeah. But uh, Joe, I think by going, like, that's fine. You went so quickly through the match. And it was a really good match. I think he went through it, I think, quicker than, like, uh, not deserves. not the right word. Uh, the match was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed it, actually. Uh, yeah, I, not the end of the night. <laughs> again, were, my favorite Sting look ever is this version of the Crow right now. Yeah. Uh. I enjoyed the match. Uh, in, in my mind, I, I wrote down these I, I, in my notes. I went, I don't think this is the end of it because I don't think they want to kill this DDP run already. But we'll find out later on. Uh, but, but we're desperate enough that we'll hot shot a title on time or two tonight. Yep. Yes, sir. As <clears throat> Flair's on the phone again with Charles Robinson. Flair's happy about this. He goes, you know what? Make a match at Slambury. Sting versus Goldberg for the title. Oh, now, tease us. I know that was a throwaway right there. But that's another, to me, that's another big sign that they're fucking desperate. To just throw away Sting and Goldberg it's on Slamboree 99 with no bill, really, for no reason. Just it's smells of desperation. Slamboree's a nothing pay-per-view. Yeah. Literally means nothing. So There's, what, four or five gigantic pay-per-views they do a year? Like, yeah. you build to that. So that was like, ooh, that's shot number two. That they're fucking desperate, really desperate. It it it, it, yep. it is crazy for me since doing this show and day one. 
having seeing the Sting Hogan build for like six months. A year and a half, buddy. 18, a year and a half. 18, bro. <laughs> 18 months. Apologize. 18 months. But then Sting and Goldberg gets two weeks. In all fairness, in Joe's years, 18 months is half a year. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. He does no months. I do months. So let's go to our next championship match. As the uh, month of psychosis has have, are, might have already come to an end, as it's the psychosis, your cruiserweight champion, versus Ray Mysterio Jr. Uh, Ray does a hurricane run to the outside, which is cool, like always. Uh, Malenko and Benoit come out and they pose with the tag titles, and then Ray attacks both of them. Then they let a. Uh, that uh, that uh, him attacking them leads to psychosis attacking Ray with a baseball slide. I think Kid, uh, uh, I believe Ray had the belt on his head too. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, Ray's been living for Kidman. Psychosis goes for a power bomb, <laughs> and Ray reverses it into the face buster. You don't power bomb Kidman, partner. <laughs> Somewhere in the back, Kidman stood there. He's at the hospital. <laughs> He's in the hospital, but he heard about it, and a tear when he smiled. My my boy, he's learning. So, Ray <laughs> hits the face buster. One, two, three. Your new cruiserweight champion, Ray uh, Mysterio fuck Jr. Fuck off, psychosis. <laughs> so, why? Why? Given that he's already in the tag team feud. He is still a tag team champion. And that you could build uh, around <laughs> psychosis with a whole new group of cruiserweights. A whole new group of matches. Uh, Ray and Kevin are a very good team. Let's actually have, let's give it life to that Terrible division. But I got to be honest with you. Um, to peek behind the curtain a little bit. I don't know which thing you'll see first return. Um, Scott Hall or a cruiserweight title match? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just say that. Stay tuned. For that, that is not an area of concern for this year. So the Cruiserweight title is now the tag titles. Yes. The Cruiserweight title of the summer of 99 is very much the tag team titles of 1998. All right. Okay, then. Uh, after the match, Malenko and Benoit come out, come back into the ring, a toss psychosis out, and then attack Ray. They each <laughs> grab... Don't even attack him, like, nah. Yeah, they toss him <laughs> out. They have no feud with him. They got no beef. Former champion. Respect. <laughs> no beef. He's getting no respect anywhere. Uh, <laughs> they pick. They each grab one of Ray's legs. They have him standing up, and they, like, they pick him up. And then they just legitimately just throw him in the air. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck That's is that? Rude is what that is. Uh, my overall thought after this was a fun little match. However, an interesting choice to have Ray win it and then also do back-to-back matches with the title change well, to uh, start Nitro I believe Corey has said it, uh, desperate, <laughs> Yeah, I believe. Desperation, because not only are they going against the Raw that's a night after a pay-per-view yep. that had a very high-profile main event, they also are trying to stem the tide on Nitro for a certain special that's later in the week. Mm. Well, coming up tonight, guys, it's a four-way hardcore match. Hack, Horse, Mike, Whipwreck, Mikey, and like, Brian Nobbs. Was he a CPA now? Yeah. Mike Whipwreck. Yeah, yeah. He got his... Michael uh, Whipwreck. He got his PhD. <laughs> uh, we get a promo with Kevin Nash. Nash finds out that... Uh, found out that, you know, at, from Charles Robinson that Sting Goldberg is now the main event. At Slambury. He says uh, he has a title shot. 
So he says, since all four men have a issue with the belt, let's do a, our main event tonight for Nitro. Let's do a four-way for the title. Him, DDP, Goldberg, and Sting. That sounds like a Nitro and Fargo main event. Absolutely not a fucking the, Bash at the Beach main event or the anything. The whole time I'm like, you're in this Fargo. This all happening in Fargo, what North Dakota. fuck, dude? People uh, in Fargo don't want to be in Fargo. So we might have... Two four-ways tonight, but we don't know yet. Ooh. Uh, we go backstage with Flair Hello. on the phone again. I've never been that lucky. <laughs> uh, Flair's on the phone with Robinson. He's like, I like the idea. Make the damn match. Woo! Uh, Flair then begins to wrestle with the buff nurse until the other nurse shows up, and then... He gives her the mount. <laughs> oh, you get on top of me like this. I loved them back in 1999, and personally... They have stood the test of time. I am absolutely loving Ric Flair. Uh, so I just love that, like, so he's partying with everybody, and then the wonders comes in, everybody stops. She's like, stop. Like, <laughs> I, I you're, you're disrupting the unit. I, I won't, and then she leaves, like, all right, we're going back into it. <laughs> I won't lie. Triple A, where are you at? <laughs> I will, will not lie. I honestly thought this was earlier in Flair's time in WCW. Not during this time yeah. era. Not during the add to era of DoDF's doing... Uh, kidnappings, weddings, this, this, and this, right? And WCW's doing, let's send Flair to the mental hospital. Well, I mean, and you know, we've never really talked about it, but you'll be shocked to find out. That, that doesn't surprise me at all. You'd be shocked to find out that it was somebody else's idea to have Ric Flair be a lunatic in the loony bin who couldn't be taken seriously and was scapegoated to be a joke and a laughing Dude? stock. Yes, brother. <laughs> um, Ooh. Sh- oh, that's some, a real American of them. Somebody spent the first four months of uh, 1999 getting a little too over. and uh, that That'll had, learn them. That had to be rectified, brother. <laughs> so maybe that chop block wasn't uh, an accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's go to our next match. Eric Watts. <laughs> Versus Bam Bam Piccolo. God Why? damn. Why? Uh, a uh, a Hardy Boy esque Eric Watts. The who? Yeah. Ah. Uh, um. Squash wh- match. What did we ever do to deserve Eric Watts on television? Again. Like we we're nice gentlemen. We pub your product from twenty years ago. Yeah. Why are you doing this to uh, us? They're what about it. us? Remember what that? about no cell? Remember that word I used earlier? Desperation. Vanity. Oh. <laughs> mm. They've picked up anybody and everybody not under contract to WWE. Because WWE is making stars that have all everybody. Yep. All the young guys they bring in, Val Venus, mm-hmm. Edge, D'Lo, Mark Henry, Christian, Gangrel. They're yeah. getting over. Not so much. I mean, name a new guy. A, a new guy getting over in WWE. Goldberg. Mm, that's a problem. Uh Sting. Yeah. Um, Charles Robinson? Charles, Charles Robinson. Gorgeous George. Yeah. That would be the truth. So those are your two newest stars. <laughs> uh, squash mm. match. Bam Bam wins you with would the hope. Asbury Park. <laughs> you would fucking hope. Uh, promo time with uh, Gene as his mic isn't working for the first minute. Sting oh comes out. Without the title, because it's, it's Sting. He's uh, already, he knows what's going on. He's, yeah, he, he fuck this. He's in, <laughs> he has no delusions of what's about he, to happen. He has, he has his face paint already back to normal than that belt. 
Uh, Sting agrees to the match. Honestly, that's an old veteran move. Hmm? Like, if you know you're about to get shit on in the whole storyline, don't sell it. Don't fuck you. Like, the worst thing he could have done for his long-term getting overness is carry that belt out there. Yeah. So he's like, he's not not new. He's played the game. Uh, I mean, (laughs) he's he's traveled with Flair. He knows what's up. Yeah. Uh, He'd be surprised if he wasn't in the loony bin next week. Sting, uh, I feel like Sting is liked by most of the locker room. He is. He's he's been told some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure people have been like, hey, Rook, let me, let me talk to you about something. <laughs> yeah. Number one, look out for you. <laughs> did, did you guys ever hear the, the story about the giant being a rookie? No. No. Uh, maybe. Hogan. Hogan pulled a rib. He wanted to pull a rib on the giant when he won the world title. He's like, listen. You're the world champ now. You have to wear that belt everywhere. In the the airport. God damn it. Out to eat. God damn it. Show the people you're the champ. So the giant was doing it thinking that's, you know, Hulk Hogan told me to do it. And finally it was staying after like a week in the airport. He's like, listen, bro, listen. He's ribbing you. Don't wear the fucking belt. You look stupid. Yeah, you look stupid. They're making fun of you. That belt is 38 (laughs) sizes too small for you. You look dumb. put it in a briefcase. And carry it on. I would say, yeah, <laughs> I would say the only thing, I, one of the stories I know about the Giant Big Show, or and with Hogan, is Giants in Japan and does like a drop kick oh, off yeah. the top rope. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Hogan calls from America yep. and says, "Dude, don't do the drop kick. <laughs> Never again. Never again." Because you're supposed to be on the ground the whole time. That's shades of Taker telling Diesel, yeah. don't ever do the sunset flip again. Yeah. But Bob called it. I don't care. <laughs> you're bigger than Bob. Yeah. Fuck Bob Backlund. When he bends down, you pick his ass up a powerbomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck Bob Backlund. He'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so is that Hogan's way of getting back for uh, being butt-fucked in the middle of the ring on live yeah. pay-per-view? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wear that belt everywhere, Rook. <laughs> Thank you for putting me in a three-way with the Yete, piece of shit. <laughs> a literal three-way. Well, our next match is not a three-way, but it's for the TV title. As it's Booker T versus Ming. Ming comes out to the Dungeon of Doom theme song. Because why not? Why not? It changes show to show. I, oh, it does. It does. I miss that theme music so, so much, though. I love it so much. Uh, com- that group was trash, but got out of that music. One of, the, one of my favorite spots this whole match is commentary bringing up. So, uh, Savage is reinstated. So... This might be just a one night thing, right? <laughs> because yeah. of the match. There's a whole match at the pay per view based on that stipulation. Nope. They, we're going to show a training montage later building to said match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this reinstatement might be a one night thing. We don't know yet, but it right? might be. Right? Uh, right? Right. Right. You know, I know what it is. You're reinstated. But there's a match, but you're reinstated, but yeah. you're not reinstated. No. Woo! <laughs> uh, we get a ref bump of this match. Stevie Ray comes out. Ming puts Booker T in the Tongan death grip, but Stevie Ray comes in, hits him with the slapjack. Booker T covers for the one, two, three. Rick Steiner comes out and beats up Stevie Ray. Booker T then shoves Rick Steiner off the Stevie Ray. Uh, it's just like randomly people would beat up Stevie Ray for no reason. Are we back to that story? <laughs> yes, I mean, we are. Sorry, there was a reason. <laughs> are, we, are we back to that? Just... Seems hey, Stevie like, Ray's here. Let's beat Stevie Ray up. Seems like they're slowly trying to rebuild their tag team division. And their tag teams, they they splintered apart last year. Slowly. Uh, I thought this match was an okay match. Uh, nothing, not much beside the Stevie Ray Booker storyline. And now Booker T and Rick Steiner? That's, uh, uh, yeah, it's official for Slimery TV yeah. title. Uh, we get a montage of Kevin Nash. We get a recap from Spring Stampede. 
Oh, but it's DDP's fault why Hogan's injured. They're putting around the fig, putting the figure four on around the post. Then we get a Dr. James Andrew telling us what happened to Hogan's knee about how his cartilage and I am sure he is a. In fact, I know he is a fantastic surgeon. That he is devoid of any charisma. Oh God, yes. My God, but you know dude. what? I kind of want that in my in my surgeon. In that field. Yeah, but so since none of us actually know who it is, you couldn't just find a dude. Do you want a guy coming in like, <laughs> like Dr. Dr. Nick? Like Dr. Oz has a job. Just pick somebody like that. Do you want like Dr. Nick? Hi, everybody. Yeah, like that. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, they show Hogan. Who's <laughs> uh, They show Hogan and Bischoff showing up the hospital. Okay, hold on. Let me stop you here. Okay. Let me stop you here. <laughs> God damn this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, dude? Brother. So... <laughs> He's got to have legit surgery. Yeah. This isn't a work fucking storyline. Fucked. Uh, but first, let's cut a promo about how I don't want to do it, and uh, the world champ at the moment is such a fucking loser that I could beat him with one leg. So why don't I take care of him first? <laughs> then I can do my surgery. Dude. Really building your <laughs> your champion champ, strong champ, here, champ. The title will be here when you get back. Oh, no, I can take him on now. Well, that's the safest bet this ever been. But yeah, no, like no, I can drop him now. He's nothing. He's a loser. God, dude. We've that, got a joke as a champ. One leg. I can have no legs. And I mean, he's just burying the shit out of him. Uh, nobody likes then him. they show Here. parts of the surgery. Then we go backstage with Ric Flair. Flair's enjoying the night. Uh, Flair wants Rick Steiner. Flair's versus, enjoying those pills they give him. That little tiny yeah. cup. Flair wants Rick Steiner and Booker T at Slambury. Flair then makes the uh, four-way for the heavyweight title tonight a no disqualification. Flair starts dancing, and then he runs into Scott Hall. Yeah. Scott Hall, for some reason, is in the Looney Ward and just flicks a toothpick at Rick, slowly stall- stalling the party. So, sir, Scott Hall has been back before the next Cruiserweight Championship match. You I thought lose! Of that. I thought of that as I said it. Uh, <laughs> But he's only back in typical WWE fashion. He's back for 10 seconds in this vignette, and then you don't see him again until, like, October. Checks out. It so, checks yeah. out. But it's never, he's still back. <laughs> it's never explained why he's in a loony bin, why he happens to be the same loony bin as Ric Flair. Actually, I, I uh, reading the Nitro book, I do have a little bit of info on this. It was quickly decided that they wouldn't follow up on it, but this was supposed to lead to something. Believe it or not, this was supposed to lead to Scott Hall taking Mongo's place in the Horseman. Oh, God. Jesus. That would have been amazing. Terrible. (laughs) No. Leaving the Outsiders again, leaving the NWO, and being the new Mongo of the Horseman. But baby doll, but they came I, to I, only been, I only would have been for it if he would have been like literally relegated to the Mongo spot, not been like a star. But like, no, you're you're Mongo, dog. Like they literally like you fight disco on thunder. That and they literally have him come out in the Bears uniform, the briefcase, like, the, the briefcase. <laughs> and instead of saying, "Hey, yo, it's baby doll, baby doll," survey time. Who's here? He wears those terrible sunglasses. Who's here to see that red hot Thor horseman? <laughs> <laughs> Or <laughs> <laughs> that one member Wolfpack, that new Outsiders team of him and Malenko would have been dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> so terrible idea. You can see why they just nixed it right away. But damn, fuck. But well, that was, was originally on the drawing board. 
I no wonder Flair's in Lenny Ben. Damn. Well, let's go to our next match, and it's our first of our four ways. As it's Hack versus Horace versus Mikey Ripwreck versus Brian Nobbs. Yeah. Some uh, behind the scenes here. I now have a, a deeper, fond respect for Horace. Oh, yeah. yeah. After yeah. seeing some shit. Yeah. Fits <laughs> uh, right in here. Yeah, f- yeah. perfect. Fits spot just for right. Yeah. Uh, first, they all get jobber entrances. Of course they do. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> Winner. Of this gets a match at Slamboree against Bam Bam Bigelow. Not sure if that's a consolation. And, uh, they just said the word hardcore like 75 times. Yes. Oh, they gave up on it. Jesus. You know, the, I was going to bring that up during Thundercast. Hmm. But you know the old saying that it's better to just ask forgiveness than yeah. ask for permission? That's the route they're going with. All right. They I mean, probably never comes up in a meeting. Nobody cares. No, nobody cares because nobody was watching. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, match starts with all of them attacking uh, Hack. With the, uh, all of them have kendo sticks. Uh, Knobs hits them all with a ladder. Hey, you know what's good about these four ways? This one has a commercial. Perfect. Uh, they bring in a giant surge container as a weapon. How much was surge paying per week to be the... How could surge afford to pay anything? I mean, it's nitro. Knowing WCW's terrible business practices, they're paying surge. Yeah, probably. Uh, Knobs has a trash can on top of him. Hacked them, throws, uh... The surge bucket into the uh, ring and it hits knobs. It's like thank God he had the trash can over him. Uh, Ripwreck tries to hit a, hit a uh, flying clothesline to the outside onto Hack, but he totally misses. Uh, Chastity sprays the fire extinguisher into Horace's eyes. Hack puts Horace on top on a table on the outside. Oh my God, hmm. I was looking up surge. Oh. <laughs> Coke owns it. I was curious. Oh, yeah. Uh, made to compete with Mountain Dew. I, I enjoyed it. Well, you lost. <laughs> At the I time, I enjoyed it. I lost it. The, that war. You lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hack goes inside just... Uh, damn. Let me read... Uh, oh, Hack goes... Uh, jumps off... on Jumps onto the table as Horse moves out of the way. Hack then instantly gets up and goes back into the ring. Hack puts Ripwreck on a table as Hack climbs the ladder and hits a somersault off it. Knobs then hits a running ladder, basically the elbow drop he did last week on Ripwreck for the one, two, three. So at Slamboree, guys, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Brian Knobs. The main event? Anywhere. <coughs> Excuse me. Hmm. I It was fun, but it's your basic hardcore match. Do you want to know how tall that surge cooler was? Yes. Five feet, seven inches. There you go. A big fucking Coming in at yeah. five Jesus feet Christ. seven inches. I'm six feet tall. Yeah. I can that's, barely see it. That that's shit. a big cooler. Damn. Yeah. Coming in at five seven. Uh, Fuck. Then we get a Scott Steiner promo. However, he gets jobbered in too. That's unconscionable. Steiner says he mm. likes the idea of the match between him and Macho tonight. Only if Macho puts Gorgeous George on the line. <laughs> He senses a pattern. <laughs> yeah. So this leads to our next match for the U.S. title. Scott Steiner versus Macho Man Randy Savage with Gorgeous George and Miss Madness or Mona or Mona. Yeah, Mona. She's uh, Mona for now. Charles yeah. Robinson for runs now. down and says that he's the ref of this match. Again, Charles Robinson, dude, to me is great. Yes. Uh, they uh, they do a tie-up. Macho somehow overpowers Scott Steiner in the corner. I don't trust that. Scott <laughs> then pushes Macho into Robinson. Then Robinson calls for the bell. I loved that. Immediately. 
the match doesn't even get started because it shouldn't. But that was so good. And he does it so well. It's just this dick. Like, Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Me. Um, Medusa then comes down and kicks Robinson and then rolls him back into the ring. Macho and George with the other women strip Robinson down to his drawers. He's got the same drawers yeah. on the Ric Flair. Has the same Flayed gator boxers. Yep. Same wearing them. Then we get a gorgeous George workout video. And it's more like her punching something and then smiling at the camera. Yeah, I wasn't really impressed. Yeah. Not really. Not there for the uh, the action. Uh, but you have uh, Miss Madness and uh, Medusa training her. That's where I'll come from. So let's go to our main event. Another four-way for the WCW World Heavyweight title with no disqualifications. Match begins, but first with a commercial. We come back and DDP's in the crowd for some reason. Yeah, what a main event. They just started during commercial. As all three are fighting <laughs> each other. GDP is like, nah, fuck it. Uh, there's a moment in this match that everybody hits their signature move. So Sting hits the signature splash on all three. Nash hits them all with a big boot. Uh, Goldberg hits the jackhammer on Sting, covers him. But then Randy Savage comes out and attacks Goldberg. Randy tosses DDP some knucks. DDP then hits Nash with them. And then Nash falls off the ropes into a diamond cutter. Which I always like that of, like, okay, you get punched, and then you turn around, you fall, and then you bounce off, and then and you go into the diamond cutter. Takes it weird. DDP then wins the belt. He's taller. Back. Yeah. When you're, when you're taller than the guy giving a move like that, you have to slouch down, which means you're at a disadvantage when you're supposed to fall down. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of an awkward look. Um, DDP then wins the title back again. And then leaves through the crowd. Swerve, bro. Oh, wait, he's not here yet. Uh, overall thoughts for this was the match was okay. But he was taking yeah. notes. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay, all right. All right. Uh, uh, this was messy. Yeah. I knew. Here's how you knew they were in trouble. In, in April of 99, I watched this Lantro live. And they had never done anything like this for any company. Yeah. In terms of the. I was going to ask you that. Night. And even at the end of the match, both me and my friend were like, he's losing that back at the end of the night. Because one, title match in the first hour of a three-hour show, That's we were not, like, yeah, no. hmm. And just, we, knew you, they, we knew they were desperate. I, so I was like, hmm, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. So even back then, I had that, I knew it. I had that mentality when I watched it today, the other day. It was that once she lost it in the first hour, I was like, I think he's winning it back by the end of the night. Which, which was unheard of at the time. Just wasn't done. Um, uh, overall, it, this match was just the four guys beating each other up and then hitting their second move yeah, on each other. Yeah, it wasn't very good. And I'd then, like to know what the end game is with Macho and DDP. That's what I have in my notes. What's the end game? I'm confused by this. So we have that going into uh, a couple weeks from now for Sunbury. But let's go to, to WWF for Monday Night Raw coming off Backlash, which you can find out what we thought of it on the pay-per-view war stories at no cell entertainment.com. We're live in Hartford. Wasn't somebody just in Hartford? Wasn't WCW just in Hartford? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like re like a couple weeks ago, or like recently. Well, no, it, it was August for WCW. Um Not somebody we no, we did uh retro oh, reviews of a pay-per-view from Hartford. My bad. So we recently were there, but we recently were getting some photo steals for right. backlash. Photo steals. Uh Shane not counting the three, Vince hitting Shane with the belt. 
Austin winning the title and Undertaker kidnapping Stephanie. Uh, we get backstage. Vince uh, with Vince. Love, bro. It's a kidnapping. It's a love story. Oh, it's a love story. They're in love. It's nah. a tale as old as time. Unfortunately, it's kind of true. I apologize. I'm sorry. They're in Older love. Man, gra- They're in love. Older man abducts younger woman. I've seen that video. Yeah. Uh, commentary tonight. JR and Jim Cornette. Any uh, word why King's not there? No, actually. I don't remember why he wouldn't be he there. He was also sick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Vince shows up with Briscoe and Patterson. calling him James uh, the whole night. <laughs> uh, we start to show off with a promo by The Rock. Rock comes out to a huge pop. Yeah. My God, dude. Rock says that he did everything uh, said he would do. Kick Austin's ass around that whole arena. Uh, Rock calls Austin the biggest piece of Texas trash on God Green's Earth. Says he still left the match the people's champ. Uh, he says he does have one problem, though, and that problem is Shane McMahon. Shane, you cost him the match last night. Shane, you could have done nothing, but you cost the Rock the match. So Shane and the corporation come out. Shane says that it's Rock's fault. He lost. Shane gave the title... Uh, Shane gave the titles to The Rock on a silver platter. Rock had to show off for the fans, The Rock's fans. Uh, had to get on the mic, had to get on the camera, had to show off. You blew it, you cost it, you got cocky. Rock threatens Shane that he's going to lay the smack down on Shane's candy ass. Then Triple H tries to jump The Rock, but Rock punches him. China punches The Rock. Rock hesitates for one minute and then punches the Rock. China back. Crowd pops for that. Mm-hmm. Um... Then the corporation attacks Brock. Shane and uh, chokes out The Rock with Boss Man's nightstick. Corporation walks up the stage, and then, then The Rock goes, All right, Shane, I want you one-on-one tonight. Get your candy ass back down. You're going to whoop your ass. What do you say? Shane accepts. So uh, full-on babyface Rock. Here yeah, I it mean, is. It's, uh, I guess they had to make it official, but, I mean, he's been babyface forever. They just had to get to the Austin parts. Yeah. Uh, commentary brings up, we have some couple matches tonight. Triple H versus Billy Gunn. And Big Show and Mankind tagging together to take on Test and Boss Man. Uh, we cut backstage with Vince and the Stooges. Uh, Patterson wants to call the cops. So Vince is like, we're not going to do that. He doesn't want us to do that. We have paperwork for him. Briscoe asks, how can the, uh, how can you take that? And Vince, he's just going to wait and see. He's going to have to wait for the phone call. Uh, we get some photo stills. <coughs> not photo stills. We get a, re- a montage of the pay-per-view for tomorrow's replay. I always thought it was weird that they like gave the entire ending and stuff before they told you to watch it on Moncore. Like, why, though? <laughs> Why would I watch it? Now? Yeah, I know. I never figured. I never forgot why they do that. She was like, like find out why he did it. Not like, oh, this is exactly what happened. Yeah, uh, we see, sure. we see Vince once again still waiting for that phone call. Then we cut to the corporation celebrating that they beat up the Rock. So, let's go. Our first match tonight for WWE: X Pac and Kane versus Edge and Gangrel. X Pac music stops for some reason. When he's down the ring, so it restarts again after he does his pyro. To me, this match was basically a squash match. Uh, but it's just Kane went, uh, wins with the chokes on Edge. Uh, they announced that Kane and X-Pac would defend the titles tonight 
uh, not tonight, on Thursday on SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> lights go out and the brood attack Kane on the outside as commentary thinks there's somebody in the, in the ring. Lights come on. They gave Kane a bloodbath. Kane then chokeslams X-Pac over the barrier. So what was weird about this is, like, they didn't shut all the lights off initially, so they were all just, like, standing there, like, waiting for the lights to go out <laughs> so they could do the bloodbath. Because <laughs> they were like, just like, yeah. uh, are you going to turn them all off, or is everybody just going to watch us pull this bucket out from under the ring? <laughs> I, 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 This match, I think, proved a point, because it's still trying to get over the fact that Kane is hesitant to trust somebody. And as Xbox like, hey, you can trust me. They're playing that game. And I, I don't mind it. Uh, we see The Rock getting ready. Uh, we go backstage with Vince McMahon as he finally gets a phone call. And during the break, we find out what was told. Vince says everything Taker wants. Vince says that he uh, once he gets the documents, and uh, Stephanie will be returned unharmed. But if if Vince slips, you'll never see her again. Vince says that, hey, you know, you have controlling interest with the paperwork. You have all this and that. Undertaker's like, okay, fine, but... I want Stone Cold to deliver the paperwork. Vince knows uh, Austin won't do that. But then Trigger's like, well, that's not my problem. That's yours. So why are we having Austin deliver the paperwork? Has he, he... Nobody... I don't know. Like, it made no sense. It was just... It was this weird left turn. Like, he hasn't been part of the entire fucking thing. And now all of a sudden, it's like... Boom. He's there. I, yeah. I... Uh, we go to the ring because it's Stone Cold, and he comes out. Uh, Michael Cole's in the ring, but Austin instantly kicks him out of the ring. Uh, Vince comes out and asks for Austin's help. Austin says Vince isn't going to make uh what uh Vince isn't making any sense. Vince wants to put everything aside and wants Austin's help. Austin says he could care less about your problems. Vince tells Austin that Austin that excuse me that Undertaker wants Austin to deliver some documentation to him. Austin's like. Uh, uh, Austin wants Vince to say Vince McMahon needs Stone Cold Steve Austin and Austin says that sounds nice uh, Vince does it but he goes Austin says that sounds nice and all but Austin's memory for the past 15 years has been Vince trying to make his life a living hell Austin says he never forgets anything in the WF so F you and Austin just says yeah you can kiss my ass so the, Not an unreasonable response from mm-hmm. one Steve Austin. I agree. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Uh, we got a promo this Thursday, SmackDown. Yeah, so this is the first of many words. Um, they can't tell you where to watch it. You fucking figure it out. Yeah, right? <laughs> that was weird. Like, network television. Like, uh-huh. It's there. They um, can just say network television. So I'm guessing USA was like, we don't pub that shit mm-hmm. on our fucking channel. That was hilarious to me. Yeah. Like, it's you, there. If you want to watch it, you'll fucking find it. At least they didn't tell like Spike TV when uh, they were moving back to USA in 2005. On the final Raw, they they told them they can go ahead and tell the people what channel, but then they bleeped it the entire time. <laughs> and that's after we like, went ahead and thanked amazing. Spike TV on, on air for being a great partner. It's hilarious. It's amazing. And then they just blanked like randomly the rest of the show. It's awesome. Uh, we see Vince wants to talk one more time. Briscoe's like, what are you going to do? And Vince's like, I guess I have to do it myself. Uh... Let's go to our next match. Val Venus versus D'Lo Brown. We get a recap from Sunday Night Heat about Nicole Bass trying to want Val's uh, trombone. In her brass section. Hey. Uh, Nicole Bass then com- comes down the ring. Bass strikes Val to allow D'Lo to hit the pop-up powerbomb for the one, two, three. 
overall for me, I knew this match was going to be like that type of thing. Three minute match. We knew, I knew Bass was going to come down. Uh, Val gets up and leaves. Uh, we see Austin walking past Big Show and Austin. What the hell are you looking at? Come on, man. It's his daughter. Mm-hmm. Trying somewhat. Like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, right. Fuck you. Uh, we see Cole with the Outlaws as Billy's going to remind Triple H where he came from. That leads to our next match. Triple H versus Billy Gunn. And Billy Gunn comes out to, uh, he's an ass man. Boom, boom. I like that. I like that theme song. You know what that told me? Uh-oh. Do you know what that told me back then? Uh, are, are we going to do it? It's that time of the year again? Well, no, it was like, oh, they're breaking up. Yep. He's got his own theme music. He didn't come out the they're, they're breaking up. It's that time of the year again. Outlaws are going to boom. Yep. Oh, you didn't know. Yep. Uh, Sometimes they're too clever for their own good. Uh, Billy jumps over Triple H, over, over Triple H, but lands funny. So then Triple H starts taking out that knee. That Billy Hurt. He's cerebral. Uh, Triple H puts the figure four on uh, until he gets caught using the ropes. China throws Billy into the post. Road Dog then comes down, but China blocks him from uh, getting past him. Uh, Triple H hits the pedigree for the one, two, three. Okay, match. Yeah. yeah That's about the best I can put it. Okay, match. TV match. Yeah. Um, backstage, we have Shane telling Boss Man Tess to take care of Mankind show. They're about to leave, but then Shane whispers sweet nothings into Boss Man's ear. We go backstage with X-Pac as he's looking for Kane. Our next match, Mankind, Big Show versus Test and Big Boss Man. Tess seems a little hesitant to come down the ramp with Boss Man. Uh, Boss Man and Tess don't want to tag each other in. Uh, Mankind and Show are working better as a tag team than a tag team that's been together for a couple months now. Uh, Boss Man tosses Tess into the Big Show and for the choke slam, but then Big Show tosses Tess aside and starts chasing Boss Man. Mankind comes in and puts Mr. Sacco on Test um, for the win. Overall, this match was to help make, I think this match was helped to make reassure that once again, hey, Big Show, he's face now. He's a baby face. And also the, you know, the test thing. Test, yeah. yeah. Further test. Um, after the match, Test and Boss Man get into it. Test punches Boss Man first, but then Boss Man hits him with the nightstick. Backstage, we see both Vince waiting. Including, like, once they fall on the floor, like, right in the ribs. Like, Jesus, dude. Ow. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. Um, we go backstage, and we see Vince waiting and Austin walking around still. Then we see Xbox still waiting for Kane. They cut to Hardcore Holly attacking Al Snow. Holly t- takes head away from Al and t- he says, I'll give you back head until you uh, give me that title match. Then we get a cleavage promo as we finally see Beaver cleavage eating Ew. cereal oh and his milk's gone bad. What the fuck? We dude. see Mrs. Cleavage as asking him if he wants mother's milk. Do you see why I had quit almost? I had almost quit watching WWF at this time. Where everyone else picks this time is like, oh, I quit WWE completely. You're my little hairy beaver. It's like, as bad as WWE was getting, at least it wasn't giving me this shit. I was like, you know, I'll do. I had ECW, I had WCW, I'm fine. Mm. I had almost quit completely. Ugh. What do you feel like when you're that member of the Headbangers? And he's like, hey, I got something new for you. 
What's that? You're gonna be a well, beaver. Well, yeah. you're gonna be. Remember the show Leave It to Beaver? Yeah, the nineteen. Yeah. Just imagine yeah. that if if your mom had big tits and you were fucking her. Excuse me. Yeah, they're doing an incest Leave It to Beaver gimmick. Bro, <laughs> someday he's gonna get his incest storyline. Someday, somehow, some way. Bro, God damn it. So let's go to our next match, as it's gonna be Jeff Jarrett with Deborah versus The Godfather. Uh, Jarrett tells Godfather he should put the titles up, the title up for line, and Godfather agrees to it. But however, he goes, if I win, Deborah has to become one of his finest hoes. They agree upon hmm. that. Getting lower quality hoe now, apparently. Finest, I don't know. Uh, Val Venus comes mm. down and checks out Deborah. Then Nicole Bass comes down and gets into it with Deborah. This dist- uh, Val runs off. This distracts Godfather uh, Jarrett, and the Godfather wins with the roll up. Hey, my, my, yeah, I know. And my overall uh, things were uh, there was more action on the outside than there was inside the ring for this match. Uh, Deborah's going to get in the ring, but then Owen Hart comes out and grabs Deborah, and then they walk away. Uh, we see Vince. He's still waiting for the uh, for Taker. Then we get a PMS promo as sexual chocolates theme music playing in the background as Jackie and Ivory are rubbing down a man and saying that this man will fulfill our needs as as he puts it, his meat won't get old. So the debut of meat. That's meat. That's his name. Meat. Meat. His literal gimmick is that he is uh, PMS's sex slave. Meat. I mean, Uh, again. There are worse jobs, I guess. But again, Nitro ain't looking so bad now. Uh, Our next match, Bradshaw versus Ken Shamrock in a uh, no DQ match. Stiff match. Uh, Shamrock comes down in his street clothes with a baseball bat. Fruit comes down and tags Shamrock. Both... I just love like when it starts, like they just start swinging and yeah. like they're fucking swinging. Oh like, yeah, they're <laughs> swinging those bats like crazy. Jesus. And I'm like, say what you want about Bradshaw, but he's he'll he'll go. Sam Bradshaw, I love. <laughs> Holy yeah. hell! Hey, he doesn't like to be called Bradshaw. I, I forgot his name. So, uh, both acolytes attack Ken. Uh, then Tess comes out and tries to make the save, but the acolytes jump him. And. uh until Shamrock's able to get up and take both men out. Shamrock starts hitting uh, things around the whole arena with baseball bats. Uh, hey, by the way, this Thursday, SmackDown, somewhere. Figure it out. Yep. Network television. Our next match is Shane McMahon versus The Rock. As they, uh, as JR puts it, this could be one of the shortest matches of Rock's uh, career. <laughs> as um, the posse comes down within 30 seconds of the match, and The Rock, Rock bombs both of them. Rock destroys Shane until Triple H gets in the ring and attacks The Rock. The posse holds back the ref while The Rock gets dim- dismantled by Triple H and China. Uh, we see Vince is still waiting backstage with The Undertaker. Then Vince leaves. Then they show the ministry carrying Stephanie as she's crying as they look like they're heading somewhere. Uh, we get a replay for tomorrow. We get a uh, the replay's tomorrow, so reorder Backlash. We get a promo from X-Pac. He calls out Kane, but Owen Hart and Jarrett come down, run through the crowd, and attack X-Pac. Kane comes out and makes a save. X-Pac then shoves Kane, wanting to know what his problem is. 
as uh, then Kane choke slams him, but then Kane picks up X Pac and uh, carries him to the back. Then lights go out. Here comes the Ministry carrying Stephanie on a Undertaker symbol. Uh, before tonight's ceremony, Undertaker says that he's not to blame for what's about to happen. It's going to be on Vince. Vince didn't do his side of the agreement. Stone Cold showed his true colors. Uh, so it looks like we're about to have a, mar- uh, a mar- married marriage ceremony yeah. tonight. Uh, Paul Bear says that uh, Undertaker, we're married. Stephanie tonight. Uh, Shamrock tries to come out and make the save, but the ministry take him out. They cut back stage to the corporation, Shane holding them back, saying, hang on, let's wait and see if something else happens. Let's see what, hold off. Big Show comes out and tries to make the save, but the ministry takes him out by Undertaker hitting him over the top rope with the baseball bat. And then glass breaks, and here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin to make the save giving a midi in the center and gives every member uh, of the ministry a chair shot. He gets Stephanie off the logo and then she gives him a, a big hug. And I just like the idea of him like not h- hugging her back. He's like, ah, no, 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 no. Uh, Vince comes down and embraces her. And as behind, you can see him saying thank you to Austin. And he's like, I don't want none of that. So that brings an end to this week's episode of the war stories. Guys, what was the better show? Raw with their crazy chaos. Uh, so, well, or... so I was actually going to say Nitro was chaos. Raw seemed very uninspired to me. I was say I I thought Nitro was much better. Uh, but then again, I'm admittedly going to be way lower. I bet on that main event angle on Raw than you guys probably are. <laughs> Guessing, just pure guess. I'd probably go Nitro by a little bit. I didn't love either show. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Nitro. I liked what uh, Little Nate was do- doing. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see what the ratings give give us, right? So last week, WCW of 4.1, WWF 6.1. Uh-huh. Okay. So coming off the pay-per-view for WWF, Nitro WCW got three point nine. Jesus oh God. Fuck. Raw WF got Jesus. six. Of course. Ugh. My God, they they literally can do no wrong. Right. And it's crazy. But yeah, damn. Oh. Staying above <laughs> six. Wow. The, wow. Too many things. <laughs> Just. <laughs> So let's wow ourselves to the award show. So Corey, if you can, <laughs> good luck. Can we some <laughs> fire? <laughs> da, da, da. I sentence you to burn. Da, 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 da. Fire. Ba, ba, ba. I sentence you to burn. Ba, ba, ba. Ryan started the fire. Everyone's right in front of. Um. Let's go with a uh, best night match of the night. Sting DDP. Yeah, that's where I went. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Worst mm-hmm. match. Uh, Steiner and Savage for me. See, I can't go there because I liked that storyline. I liked that Robinson fucked up. Um, 
Jarrett, Ra. Jarrett and to Godfather. pick from. <laughs> Jarrett and Godfather. Yeah, there was like I said in the uh, yeah. little recap, there was more action on the outside than there was even inside the ring. Yeah. MVP Charles Robinson. Charles Damn Robinson. Yeah. Hundred percent. It wasn't even close. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Easy week for Charles Robinson. Charles Robinson is my go-to. I thought that I was going to be like the, the the rare one. I like, loved oh, him, Charles Robinson. I, I thought so too. Yeah, I, I loved him for what he did. Uh, he's almost, he's he's really good at it for just being a ref. Like yeah, you could tell he uh, he wanted to be a worker, but he's tiny. Yeah, you could tell that's exactly what yeah. it is. He has his Vince McMahon syndrome. And hey, man, uh, he is the like. He's the ultimate survivor of the invasion. Yep. He's still there. Still there, dog. Well, he he, he loves his job, and he also loves doing, like, the ring work and all that. Yeah, like, no, he's very passionate about the being the ring crew. Yep. Like, more power to him. But. So, Charles Robinson, MVP. That's a first and maybe only, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, motive. I went Vince McMahon. Yeah. So, here's my thing. So last week, you were the MVP for me, because you handled business. <laughs> Midian. Uh, Ultimate fighter, Vince Where McMahon. was that this week? Like, I need my daughter. It's like, go out there and get her, dog. Like, what are you doing? Right. Where, where was he? Why did, why, why did he wait until after being, her being saved to come out? Yeah, I just, like, you know he's back in the building now. Get, get out there. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. You with him? Uh, I agree. Yeah, there was not much to choose from there. I knew what episode of Raw this was, like a week ago. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I hadn't watched it since. And I really thought that it was going to be better than it was. Yeah. You know? I was so disappointed. In fact, the only other per I thought there'd be a plethora of people from Raw to kind of battle for MVP. But to be honest, the only person who comes close to, to battling Charles Robinson Ford for me is Ric Flair from the Looney Bin. Thought he was really good in the stuff he did. Um, I was really disappointed by watching this Raw. Yeah. No. Four uh, out of ten. I was too. Four out of ten. Uh, four out of ten. <laughs> uh, so, Corey, WTF? I hate all of this goofy ministry, like devil worshiping, kidnap innocent young Stephanie, dark wedding, brouhaha storyline bullshit. Um, the number one reason, more than the fact that I didn't like the era much, the number one reason I almost quit watching Death at the time was that storyline. I was like, this is like nothing. I, I I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch a group with Midian and Viscera being pushed as the main thing on Raw. I want nothing to do with this. This is bad. Why am I even paying attention to this? I cannot explain in enough words how much I loathe the ministry in this fucking storyline. Rumor. Especially with the fucking payoff that we're no doubt going to get. Uh, rumor has that uh, Jeff's favorite ticker, and I've never understood that from him, man. I just I don't get it. Like every other era of Undertaker is at least acceptable to me. Like I'm Defensible. not down. On, yeah, 
And I'm way high on American Badass Taker. Yep. Uh, still probably my favorite Taker. Rolling, rolling, rolling. And, um, but like, fuck, I hate, I hate this. And I'm going to hate the next like month and a half of TV from them. Just like, just unmitigated yep. hatred. Because this overpowers everything. Yeah, it does. Uh, Booble. So I meant to bring it up during the show, and I forgot. Uh, I think it was when... I think it was when Austin was in the ring when Vince eventually came out and asked him to help. I got a very... J.J. Dillon Sting vibe. (laughs) Like, what does Austin want? He says exactly what he wants. But what do you want? I was like, what? What? What are we doing? It's fucking clear what he wants. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you want? You want match with Henning? Got it. Okay. No, no, no. That's not what I want. (laughs) You want a match with? You want one with Xbox? You want Alex Wright? That's fine. What the fuck? Uh, my what the fuck is... It's not a... It's going to sound bad, but it's not. It's just what I said earlier in the show. Or like I, The idea of how... It might be bad. I don't know yet. How... We'll workshop it. Yeah. How WCW is trying to battle WWF right now. So you have on WWF side, you have, as Corey said earlier in the show, everybody's a star in some shape or form. Then you have these crazy storylines going on around, you know, Val Venus being chased by a six foot three, six foot bodybuilder. You have Undertaker who's living the gimmick now. So he's the ultimate hire, you know, and he has stealing people. Uh, sacrifices this this trying to kidnap Stephanie because they're in love and then WWE WCW is let's send Ric Flair into the mental hospital let's have some laughs at that and it's I just, I just think my WTF is I get WCW really needs to get rid of the politics but they're you know they don't but it's you have Ric Flair. You have Ric Flair, one of, if not the one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But then you put him doing the comedy shtick. You want to know more about politics around this time frame? Sure, dude. It involves him very much. <laughs> so he goes down with an injury. At the same time, he's got to renegotiate um, the perks in his deal. The contract's in place. But it's time to negotiate the perks. And that's always dependent on whether... Ratings are better with him than without him. So he's got to take time off from that knee injury. However, Flair delivers ratings. Mm-hmm. Even in 99, it was clear that that fan base just loves Ric Flair and always will. So it's not necessarily a coinkadink that his title reign lasted a month and that someone unproven who doesn't seem very over was given the big belt with Hogan being fresh off TV. Mm-hmm. Because ratings have, as you've documented, continued a free for all, and it's it's his mo. He did it last year and it worked. He took that time off, and then ooh, brother, 
you need me in the Georgia Dome with with the with the rookie." And they gave him credit for that for that buy rate, for the TV rate, for the and attendance. He got a nice old bonus for jobbing to Goldberg, a huge bonus, because he was credited with the buy rate. So this is not new to him. It, I I know, but it, it just blows my mind that. Ric Flair, of all people, can't play that politics game either. He could. But he doesn't. And he very... He has... Well, we know he did, like, this past year, you know, this whole storyline with him and Bischoff to get... Oh, that was real. He he got sued and sued and sued and... That's what we got to hear. But now he's like, oh, I'm now part of the team again. Fuck it. He's only ever pulled rank, like, twice. And even then, it was to change, like, a decision... Not a whole storyline or the whole like course of the company. Who was it? Um, he flat out refused to job to Luger in early ninety for the title. It's probably not wrong. He he had promised Sting the title that he would put over Sting and christen Sting as the new guy for the new millennium for the new decade. But Sting got that knee injury. Yeah. And they were getting antsy because ratings weren't great. And they were pressuring him to drop it to Luger. And he flat out refused to. Said I will drop it to Sting when he gets back, like I promised I would. And sure enough, July 7th, 1990, Great American Bash, Sting's first night back. Clean as a whistle. Yep. Puts over Sting to win the title. I know that, like, so before you tell me the other one, uh, like, they're pressuring him to do that. Like, it's Ric Flair with the belt. You're fine. Just ride that out. Right? Like, Sting will be back. That's not a bad second option. (laughs) The other one was spite, and he was absolutely right to say no. Even earlier, 1988, Dusty Rhodes' booking career, Jim Crocker Promotions, is spiraling out of control. He's going to get fired. Like most Dusty booking careers. (laughs) And he's mad. Him and Flair do not see eye to eye. And he's supposed to wrestle Luger at Starcade 88. That was the feud. And they do have the match, and it's great. But Rhodes decides, fuck it. Uh, I no longer even want you as champion. So he uh, schedules him to job to Rick Steiner for the world title. (laughs) In 1988, mind you, before Steiner was that big of a thing, he wanted it to be like a two-minute squash. Is that before Scott, even? Yeah, before Scott's even there. Jesus. And uh, Flair refused to do it. Didn't show up that night. Didn't even show up to the building, um, which got a lot of heat. But he's like, I'm not doing it. You want me to wrestle at Starcade? I'm scheduled with Luger. I'll do that. He wouldn't put Luger over either then either because he wasn't ready. He knew he wasn't ready. So, yeah, like my WTF is just the idea of Flair. Pull rank, man. You know, I... Right? It wouldn't kill... You give too much in the ring, and you're not even playing your legend card in the back. So my, my question, though, is, I mean, they just went through a year-long lawsuit. Does he even have rank to pull? Who's going to listen to him? Bischoff? No. No. Who's going to listen well, to him? I mean, no, you're right. Turner? Turner isn't... But, he doesn't give a fuck. But at this time, if you're looking at those ratings, the only thing keeping them alive in those quarter hours in early 99 were the flare segments. Like, even Goldberg's t- bottomed out. I mean, like, if there's one dude who's, like, keeping them afloat, mm-hmm. it's Flair. You would think that would give him a little bit of power this time. You know, it's like, hey, I'm pretty much carrying your ass since January. But no. But you're right. No, yeah, he probably doesn't. At the moment. Hogan is so ingrained in power there. As long as Bischoff had any kind of power, Hogan was running things. Yeah. It, that's just the way it was. Yeah. So, yeah, just my what the WTF is just that, like, you have Ho- you have Flair in the mental asylum and just kind of 
that seems real to me. You well, know apparently I mean? that's where all WCW wrestlers go when they're not at Nitro. I mean, Scott Hall's there. Probably Glacier's probably Glacier's there. hanging out down there. He's hanging out by the ice cooler. He's always there. <laughs> that makes sense. That's where he, he just leans against it and practices moves. That's where Alex Wright went for last week. <laughs> <But>. Yeah. <laughs> I know we just had you drastically change your look, but... Here's the thing. Can you still dance? <laughs> yeah. You want to... Redo it again? <laughs> How are you at the Macarena? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so, coming up is the Thundercast with a little Smackdown. With a little bonus. Since, it's a little addition. Since WWF is doing Smackdown. Well, on, we're going to watch it, though. Hey, they, you know, they tell us to watch it. Are you sure you know the channel? Because I'm, I'm. They never I, told me. I have no I, idea. I don't. know. I'm just gonna. Uh, it's on. I believe at eight o'clock. They said network television, so we have. We can deduce that it's NBC. Yep. CBS. Yep. ABC. Mm-hmm. Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or what's that new one? Uppin. Uppin. You UPN. UPN. What the UPN? hell would ever be on Uppin? Come on. I don't know. We'll find but out. It's but one of those. I'll, I'll, what I'll do is at eight o'clock. I'll just. Flip, 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 and I'll, turn no, the dial. I'll let you guys know. Turn okay. the knob. I'll send an owl to your house. <laughs> but on the Thundercast, I'll call we'll be, you on my home phone. On Ooh. the Thundercast, we'll be doing Thunder and. It's not a rotary phone this time. Yeah, Ooh. that's right. Even my grandparents, by like '97, got in. Nah, bro, we were poor as fuck. <laughs> I can respect that. <laughs> uh, so uh, okay, so that on Thunder, we're doing I'm two shows. Familiar with those circumstances. Yeah. Yes, SmackDown. I wonder if this is a one-off. So little is known about it. I don't yeah. know. It's on I don't TV. Know where it is. You, you think? <laughs> so Did a bad job telling us about it. Yeah. Well, I'm mean, going to not tell you a bad job to go to NoSellEntertainment.com, where we have the written words. Lucky that's my and podcast by Mike Boole. Well, you just walked over it. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> that's and me. Do 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 do. You can go to NoSellEntertainment.com for the written words and the podcast. You so, did it, but you fucked it up because you're like I say we such got as words. we got words such as Go that's to my entertainment.com God damn it There are shit there's shit there looking yeah, at Yeah go look at it read it God there's damn it There's crap there yeah. Read shit. Jeff's article that's fucking good Go to nosoentertainment.com It's uncensored I don't know that's the last thing I remember saying Do Twitter <laughs> Well that's my pick I mean, no, if we're not pumping the rest no, of we're not it, we're not pumping that. Fuck nah. this. All right, fine. We have Twitter. You know, that's why I pick somewhere on network television. Yeah, yeah. It's on <laughs> network. Te- it's on podcast television somewhere. All right. We have uh, Twitters. Uh, you can follow First Billing Corey, Mr. Politic Dude, <laughs> at that kayfabe guy. If by politics you meant I've just been here longer than everybody else. <laughs> He's pull- yes. Yeah, he's pulling the legend oh, card out. That means I'm the young upstart. Yeah, the like young, Joe yeah. Gomez. I'm the Joe Gomez. No the Joe Gomez, the living legend Joe Gomez at MTV. Did I tell you that Joe Gomez has become a popular talking point on one of the podcasts I listen to? <gasps> no. What? Because of his activities outside the ring and why he was so popular in the locker rooms of the wrestling promotions and places he visited. Because he was your go-to guy for all illegal, illicit Ooh. gas things you may need, Ooh. and it's become like a running joke. Hell to, yeah! To, to to mention the Joe Gomez. All right, uh, I'm down for that. So, 
Uh, you can follow me at that Joe Lessel. You can follow the producer at producers. Then you can follow No So Entertainment at No So ENT or No So Entertainment.com. Up to you. I don't care. We don't care. We're not pubbing tonight. Please uh, give us a follow on <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, sometimes YouTube, Instagram, hopefully Spotify. Am I missing any? I don't know. Okay. Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Tell me Tell why. Tell me why. All I want. Ain't nothing but a mistake. <laughs> I never want to hear Joe say, I want it that way. 